There's a horse in your house. Oh, that's you right here. I ain't staying here. All right. So once you step out, that door stays locked till morning. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hello and welcome to TV Concierge, a podcast on the ringer.com that helps you navigate the vast streaming landscape. I am Logan Murdoch from The Real Ones, and I am joined by Shay Serrano, and we are here to talk about Concrete Cowboys. Shay, first thoughts, please. What up, baby? That's my first thoughts. We're back. Do you listen to other episodes of TV Concierge? I feel like me and you are definitely in first place right now. I feel like we're I feel like we're winning. I'll take your word I for did. it. Shout out TV concierge. I, yeah. yeah. Logan yeah. and Shay. Logan Telling and no Shay. Lies. They got uh white guy names, but they're not white guys. That's our <laughs> that's our theme song right there. I do hey, every yo. time they put us on a podcast. Every time. Yes. Every yes. time. Logan and Shay. Yeah. Telling no lies. They're not white. Yeah. Oh wait. They got white guy names, but they're not white guys. Yeah. Boom. We have to we have to do the high five like <laughs> we have to do the high five like the Wayans Bros. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we're doing a uh, we're 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 following the Concrete Cowboys and Idris Elba film. Idris Elba is doing the thing where he does where he has like the East Coast accent, but he's a cowboy and he's ch- he's changing this kid's life. So let me give a little back thing real quick. I know we do spoilers. We don't really give a fuck about anybody's. You guys got to go see it. You guys got to watch the movie before you come here, whatever. But the storyline is basically it follows the what I like to call the Furious Styles Memorials storyline. And that is the... <laughs> I'll say that again. That is a, Shout out Furious Styles, baby. Boys in the hood. Let's go. And that storyline is when a kid fucks up and his mom sends him to see his pops. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. It is, it's cookie cut. We know this is going to happen. So basically, this kid, Cole, is messing up in Detroit. So his mom... Because, of course, sends him to an even worse environment in North Philadelphia. In the middle of the night, Shay, uh, it's just, I don't, I don't think that, that this was just really good for him, for Lil' Cole, to be in another terrible environment. He goes from Detroit <laughs> to, in the middle of the night, somehow ends up in Philly. And his mom literally leaves him. She says, yo, take your shit, go to this house. And then mm-hmm. I'm literally leaving. I'm not, you can't come back in my car. I'm leaving. In the middle of the night, does she have a hotel? There's a lot of unanswered questions here. Just, I don't know what's going on. And then he meets Idris Elba, 
who is a cowboy in Philadelphia. And that's the storyline right now. And they try to teach him life lessons through horseback riding. Well, it should be it should be mentioned that they don't start driving at night. She picks him up from school and then they start driving from there. That's an that's an eight, nine hour drive to get from Detroit to Philly. So it makes sense that they would arrive at night. Like she's clearly at the end of like dealing with all of the things that that Cole is doing. She's like, you know what? We're going, we're going right now. At right now is when you have to not be around me. Did this happen to you? Did you get kicked out of your house when you were a kid? I got kicked out of my house when I was a kid. I did not get kicked out of my house when I I've never gotten kicked out of my house, no. I mean, now did I do things that probably warranted me to get kicked out of the house? Probably, but it never got to that full point of getting kicked out. I got sent to live with my grandma. My parents mm. were together, so there was no like mom to send to the dad. They were both like, all right, you live with your grandma now. They just dropped me off. And I'm like, oh, okay, this, this is all right. That happened. Were, 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 you, were, you like, were you like, were you defiant in that? Were you like, well, forget it, I'll go to my grandma's. Or were you like, no, like, like Cole was like, where are you taking me? You're slamming on the no, door. I, I, was, I, I was fine. I was like, all right, my grandma's cool. It's just the two of us now. So I'm like the man of the house. I was 12 years old or something when it happened. Sixth okay. grade, somewhere right. around there. Anyway, I'm just pointing out, that's why they got there at night, is my guess, because that's a long, a long but drive. This, okay, quick question. Do you think that she drove back to Detroit that night, or did she get a hotel? She, get, she, she a, got a hotel. She got a hotel. Okay. okay. She has to, right? Because you can't drive eight more hours. You can't be that mad to drive eight hours all the way to Philly and then drive eight hours all the way back home. You have to have some... I think you could be that mad, honestly. Matt Barnes drove like a couple hours to beat up Derek Fisher. He was really mad, you know? That's three hours, though. That's three hours. (laughs) And he was going to his house. I don't know. I feel like you could do it. Uh, You could do it. If you you really want to. 16, 17, 18 hours, you could do it. So I have a couple gripes with it. I think there was some very educational points in this film. And one of those of which the gentrification that is pushing these cowboys out of their residence... Um, because of, you know, there's developers, there's Starbucks coming in, there's things that are happening. These people, it's Method Man makes an appearance and he's telling the the black cowboys, you guys don't own none of this shit. You guys are renting it. Therefore, the city can take the things away from you. There are some Mm -hmm. great lessons in that. However, and we talked about this very briefly before the podcast, it just felt a really predictable, Shay. It just, it didn't, it felt, very predictable and cliche in a lot of moments in this film. Did you think that, or am I am I completely off base with this? You're not. You're not off base. But here's the thing: this this is very much a formula movie. All of the beats that you know are going to happen have to happen here. This is like when you watch a rom com, and you say, "Okay, they're going to meet. They're not going to get along. They're going to fall in love. They're going to have a big fight." And then there's going to be a the the big like show of emotion where the person wins the other person back, and like that's the that's the steps that we have to have uh, when you're making one of those movies. So when this movie started, and you see her mom getting rid of Cole, Caleb McLaughlin, the kid from Stranger Things, he's he's great. He's really really good here. I was really excited to see him as a as like a an, an older teenage person in a in a in a role. But anyway, you know when she's dropping him off, okay, he's going to be with his dad. His dad's going to be a hard ass. They're not going to get along at first. The dad is going to have some rules in place that the kid is going to buck back against. He's going to realize I can't survive in the world without my dad at this particular moment, so he has to go back. 
Uh, he gets introduced to the horse, and you go like, oh, "Okay, this is his horse." They're they're gonna have their moment when they when they connect. All of the uh, we know all of the parts that are gonna happen. Now it's just a matter of are you a good enough actor to make this still have some emotion to it? There were some times I'll be real with you that I was tuning out. Maybe because I just know how this goes and I know what's going on. And mm-hmm. we knew Smush Parker was going to die. We knew that, like, that Cole was going to corral the horse at the time. I just, I don't know. It just seems... I love that. I, we knew it was going to happen, though. Like, I've seen that scene 27 times. I just felt, I just knew it was going to... They go on, the, they do the human chain. You you get yeah. the rope here. You do this. Then, like... I just, I but that's, what, I that's just, what I'm saying. Listen, all of these movies are going to have those same things that happen in them. There, there are only two ways. There are only two ways that you can draw emotion out of a viewer. And number one, the best option is you do a thing that has not been done yet, has not been seen yet. Everything is completely unexpected. That's the first option, which is the hardest one to do, which is why it happens so very rarely. The second option is you're still doing the same stuff everybody else is doing, but you're doing it at a higher level. And when Caleb corrals the horse, you're like, yes. Or when he breaks did, did down you, you on, on the couch. Did you shed a thug tear when he corralled the, when he corralled the horse? Did you shed a little thug tear? I didn't, but I felt good. I felt real good. I, <laughs> okay. felt, I felt watching this like I was, like if it was one of my sons in this situation and I'm rooting for him to come through. Just come through, Caleb. Come which, on right now. You, you got to do it. Which one of your kids are you giving the rope to right now, do you think, in this situation? The human chain, you and Laramie, the kids are there. Which one are you saying, giving you the rope? You're, you're corralling this horse right now. At this particular moment, it's one. It's it's going to be one of the twins. Uh, it'll be the tall twin. I, the, the there's one twin who's like three inches taller than the other one. It's mm-hmm. going to be him. Okay. He's he's just a little stronger right now. You, this is a horse we're talking about. This is a fucking yeah. horse, not a dog, not a pony, a horse. Yeah. He's about five six at this moment. Uh, we play basketball all the time. He's starting to push me around a bit. You gonna you gotta have a little bit of muscle on you. Let me go with the tall twin right now. Okay. Okay, for sure. One thing that I did like about this movie is it talked about um, black cowboys. And one of my favorite scenes is when they're all in a... Before Method Man comes up and starts drink, drinks the beer, when they're all in the circle and they're set, talking about the history of cowboys and how black cowboys have been erased from society's view. And it's like they don't exist. I know that cowboys growing up in Oakland were a big part of Oakland's history. You could see horses being walked in West Oakland all the time. Every year we had a black cowboy parade up in the Hills. If you go walk and go hiking, you could see horses getting ridden all the time. How was that? Was, is, did that resonate with you too, Shay? Is that like that in Texas as well, where there are horses and there is a big black cowboy presence, but that's not necessarily being shown in the in mass media? I think that was the overall point for me is that we need to show America that this exists too. Yeah. So it, when uh, we lived in Houston for 14 years, this is where Laramie is from. And there's a there's like a black cowboy contingent in Houston. They ride their horses around in the neighborhoods. Uh, so it was cool to see to see that part of it and to, to hear them talk about it. I do want to point out the Latinos might've been doing cowboys before everybody else. We might mm. be in first place here. We might, with the vaqueros, we might be in first place here. They mentioned it briefly. They mentioned it very briefly in the in the story. And they're like the black cowboys, brown cowboys, what, they, they go down a list of they them. Gave little, they like, gave you a little, they gave you a little, they gave us a little, they gave us a little. This is, this is a very common, uh, 
a very common like pattern that we follow when it comes to to culture stuff. Uh, the black community is always in in first place. Like they do the thing first. You guys get Black Panther, and then the Latinos are like, "Oh shit, that means we're up next," or we're like, <laughs> "We're we're 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 behind the we're behind the Asians." It'll be it'll be black Asian Latinos. You know what I'm saying? So so to watch this movie, it did make me feel like, "Oh, we're we 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 we're a few years away, but we're gonna get one too. It's gonna be cool." <laughs> well, y'all y'all are y'all are y'all are big brother, big sister to to us in that in that regard. So. That was cool. Yeah, I did. I did like that. Um, I did like that part in there that it was showing that because I just, you know, when you think about Cowboys, you think about John Wayne and you think about all these like white guys that have done this and that, are, you know, the, there's there's none of us, Shay. There's none of us of that, that are even even around in these movies. You know what I mean? And I think that was a big step to show it. While I thought the movie had its corny takes, I did did realize the importance of the movie. Um, of of showing that side of you know being a cowboy and it was cool man and also under what circumstances would you have to be in to have a full life horse in your living room that's wild that was wild that was that was that's not that, practical I, could, I, I couldn't i couldn't live with a horse that's not very practical did you like that the movie doesn't it doesn't answer any real questions or there's no like there's no like electric boogaloo two. We have to save the rec center. There was not that. There was there was never like we're gonna save the stables. It was always eventually they'll be taken from us. How are we going to deal with it? And then you have Idris's speech at the end where he's like, "All of y'all stables were taken away, and you're still here. They're taking ours right now. We're still here. They that doesn't determine who we are, what we are." I do like that that there is no answer because quite frankly there isn't an answer other than the system is fucked up. I did like that part of it. Also, I think the biggest thing that I liked was Method Man like becoming a hero in this movie in a in a weird way. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Like I thought he was going to be a double agent. My favorite scene in the movie, there's two favorite scenes I have. One was the big powwow. Also a lot of weed in this movie, a lot of weed. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. where did you get this much weed from? But <laughs> the first scene is the big powwow and the second one is when they're going into the stable and there's 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 this big suspense of Damn, we're about to get caught. Like mm -hmm. they do this fucking mission impossible mission into the into the stable and then Method Man comes out of nowhere and is like, "You guys are good. The cops are coming yeah. in like 5 yeah. minutes, but <laughs> if I were you, I would do this, this and this." And I was like, yeah. "Okay, Method Man, I appreciate that. You just bought us some more time before they eventually take all our shit away. But thank you, Method Man." I like I like Meth popping up and doing things like this. Cuz so I'm so used to seeing him as a, in my head he's just always cheese. From the wire, and yeah. like, don't trust this guy. Don't trust him. And now he's pivoting away from that into this into this new thing. It was cool to see Stringer Bell and, and Cheese Wagstaff together in like a thing again. I'm like, all right, yeah. I don't. This is neat. Well, I'm coming off the hills with Method Man right now. After I've been watching him on Power Book, and yeah. I think this is a way better performance than he's ever done on Power Book. But to see him be a lawyer and to just like do like funny slick talking <laughs> to now being a cop. He plays one character. He just has different outfits in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays the same kind of character every single time. <laughs> yeah, he's. It's like he doesn't. He doesn't know how right now to turn off his cool. He's just like a. He's just been cool his whole life, and he yeah. doesn't know how to not do that. We're still transitioning here. You saw this thing happen with The Rock, where it was like, The Rock is starring in The Mummy or whatever, and then it was like, okay, now it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. 
is starring in. And then eventually they were just like, it was like they were separating themselves from from that. I think Method Man is probably on that same path here. Eventually we'll stop calling him Method Man. Some people will. I won't. Okay, so what's your overall feeling on the movie? Because I thought great, some great messaging, but overall just, yeah, I probably wouldn't watch it again. What do you think? That sounds about right. Honestly, this sounds like it's Sunday at two in the afternoon and you just have like two hours before the thing comes on that you want to watch. Let's put this, let's put this on. Let's get like a couple of feel, a couple of feelings in our chest. I think Caleb is going to be great. I think he's on his way toward like a big career. Yeah. Um, And I really, I really liked him. He was my favorite part of my favorite part of this. Clearly he's the star of the movie. Idris is there as like the frame to highlight what Caleb is. Idris is why we're coming. Idris is why we're there. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's why we're there. Yeah. But but it's to showcase this guy, and he was and he was just Caleb was really really strong in here. I liked his performance from him a lot. So I'm I'm in on whatever he does next. Sign me up. Yeah, I this is definitely the movie that I am putting on. But I'm also doing a lot of chores. I am you know I'm doing stuff around the house, and then I'm like, okay, I'll stop for this one scene. Then I got to go back and do something else. It's just it, that's that's what it is. Thanks again for listening. You can find me Logan M on Real Ones. You can find Shay on The Ringer and on Real Ones. We remain in first place, Logan. First place, TV concierge. Ah, we're doing it. We're doing yes, it. Yes. Come get yes. the title. You want the you want the crown? Come and get it. Charles Holmes, I'm looking at you. Van Lathan, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Mallory, I'm looking at you. Come for the title. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.